Welcome to Conference in Review. This is Dana. And I'm Derek. This week's talk that we are studying is Jesus, the Caregiver of Our Soul by Elder Ulysses Soros. We're uh, down to the last month before next conference, so we're trying to get through the last few talks, and this is a really good one by the newest. Is he the newest? He's the newest um, member of yeah. the newest apostle. He and Elder Gong were called at the same time, yeah. but I think Elder Gong might be senior. Yeah, I think you might. I think I have a little bit of a cold. That's why my voice sounds different. Yeah, but I'm getting over it. I felt like this. There was so much when I was listening to this talk. It's interesting how now I'm just going to do a general overview. Is I would say the first half, maybe the first two thirds of it are descriptions of what the Savior's done for us. And then when you get to the bottom third, and he tells a story that I feel relates it back to us as people, how the atonement works for us. And the first, I'd say the first two thirds are more like what the atonement is, what Christ has given up for us, what he did. And sometimes because we hear it so often, it's very easy to just take it for granted and just not really give much attention to it or say, yeah, I know that and forget how deep and how important it really is. Yeah. I I listened to this talk, uh, I think three times today. Yeah. And, uh, the more I listened to it, the more I felt like, uh, there's a lot of things in here that I need to study. Mm-hmm. Um, there are phrases that I hear all the time. Mm-hmm. But that I don't understand the way I'd like to. He does a lot of quotations here. In fact, if you are reading the talk, you will see, and you look up all the um, the little numbers that they put on there that show where he's drawing his information from. There are a lot of those. I mean, every sentence comes from Scripture. He has a lot of quotations from Scripture. Yeah, he's it's uh, it's very much a talk on what Christ has done for us, and he it's not it's almost like there's not a lot of even his opinion. It's mostly mm-hmm. quoting. Well, it was Easter Sunday when he gave this talk, yes. and it's a very appropriate for Easter Sunday talk to remember what happened and what Christ did to commemorate the atoning sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's how he starts it. He mentions that it's Easter and that the most, he says it's the most, what does he say, the most immeasurable act that has occurred in all of human history. Mm-hmm. The atoning sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then he quotes Isaiah. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. I know you almost want to just read the talk. Yeah. Because he voluntarily took our... Our sins upon him. He voluntarily, voluntarily offered his blood. He voluntarily went and fulfilled what the Passover 
represented. And while people in Jerusalem were celebrating the Passover all over Israel, many did not realize that he was there, even his own followers, not even realizing that he was fulfilling what they were celebrating, that all of that was a shadow of what he was doing for them right then. Yeah, one thing that stood out to me, he said, he talks about his suffering and he says, in so doing, Christ experienced physical and spiritual suffering. And I'm not sure I understand what spiritual suffering is. Well, uh, he was I understand. cut off from God. Yeah, and yeah. I've heard other people say that although he always had Heavenly Father with him to know how we feel, there were times when, when as we sin, we cut ourselves off from God mm. and feel completely alone. That's true. That was and he how had he to experience off. that. Yeah. That being completely alone. Says that's incomprehensible to the human mind. For behold, I God have suffered these things for all. And I think that's part of the challenges to come to understand what He has done for us. And it sounds like uh, Elder Soares has because. Uh, he, if you listen to the talk, he struggles several times as he goes through it. It's, it's very emotional as he talks about Jesus Christ and what he did for us. Yeah, so additionally, Christ lived a perfect life that was without blemish, and therefore he was exempt from the laws of divine ju justice. So, and, then, and then this is from Joseph Smith. Salvation could not come to the world without the mediation of Jesus Christ. And I, I've thought a lot in the last, oh, since, since we started doing this podcast, so I'd say in the last five months or so, this was actually since the time we lost our, our other little puppy back in May, about the difference between, differences between salvation and exaltation, how what he did was for everyone, the salvation, everyone and everything for, um, from um, all the humans, but not all the humans only, but everything on this earth, the plants and the animal life, every little creeping thing. I was watching, um, so I've, I've been homesick from work these past two days, uh, just not feeling very good. And when you're homesick, you know, you do a few productive things, but mostly you don't. <laughs> mostly you're laying in bed, completely bored. And thanks to modern technology, I got on, I was watching YouTube, and there's a, the group that is formerly known, uh, the former Studio C, who have their new group called JK Studios, they, one of their little things popped up, and they're talking about clean air and everything, and they're making, they have this character who's there to support the life of, of bugs, and it's funny and everything, because we think of bugs as insignificant, oh, who cares about the ant and the moth? But Heavenly Father cares about the ant and the moth. And it was this joke, this funny little sketch. And yet I think to myself, Heavenly Father cares about even that little, the little ants and moths and the bugs that crawl into your house. He, he died for even the least of those things. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that, that came to mind, he says, when we sincerely repent of our sins and turn our hearts and will to God, his commandments, we can receive his forgiveness and feel the influence of his Holy Spirit in greater abundance. We were having Come Follow Me on Sunday, and it, 
So I was talking to our family. It kind of dawned on me, you know, how important it is. This life, we have our body and our spirit together. And it's such a time to take advantage of to change because we can change faster than we can without our body. Without our body and our spirit is separated, we can't progress as fast. And so anything that we can do to change, to improve, to get better, is uh, in Doctrine and Covenants, I think it's 76. Intelligence and that we gain will give us so much the advantage. Maybe it's not 76, maybe it's... I don't remember. I don't remember. It's 84, 88, one of those. Before we did Come Follow Me this year, I was very illiterate about the Doctrine and Covenants. I I remembered a little bit from uh, seminary. I remembered that the first uh, section was the preamble or the introduction or the but I really didn't remember much down here mercifully we avoid having to experience the death of depth of suffering the savior endured what makes me sad is that he did all this and so that we don't have to go through that kind of suffering that we have the comfort of having the savior and this holy spirit with us when we are suffering when we uh, experience a loss, for example, that comfort is very, it's very comforting. And it is sad to me when, when there are people who reject the idea of there being anything other than what we can sense. And when something tragic happens, how there is no comfort. He did experience all this so that we did not, we don't have to. He goes on to talk about the gift of repentance yeah. as an expression of God's kindness towards his children. And we don't always think of it as that way because we don't like being in trouble because you feel like repenting means you're in trouble. And so you've got to say you're sorry. Yeah. And I think that's a little too simplistic to yeah. put it that way. Yeah, it's change. It's it's improvement. It's I love the definition in in the... I think it's the Bible dictionary. It's a, a change of a view of your mind of all of those things that affect anything that it helps us point our direction towards God is is part of repentance. It's it's that process of coming closer and becoming like Jesus Christ. My dear friends, I testify to you that as we genuinely repent of our sins, we allow the atoning sacrifice to become wholly effective in our life. And I love this next second second sentence of that paragraph is, we will become free of the bondage of sin, find joy in our earthly journey, and become eligible to receive eternal salvation. There's so much me in the, that section of yeah. what repentance brings for us. It, there is bondage in sin. As much as people who who shake off, say, oh, I'm not going to follow the commandments anymore, and I feel so free. The thing is, it is free at first. It's like the prodigal son 
I'm sure he had a great time at the start. Yeah. But it all eventually comes back. It's like getting a credit card and running up the bill on on fun stuff. It's bondage when the debtor, the collectors come knocking at your door. Yep, it's only it's what Satan he makes it look so good in the beginning, and then he makes you not think about the consequences. Yeah, there's a a lot of things that are going on today with young people that right now new new things that people are doing that we have yet to see the cons the long-term consequences from that are i don't know I, i'm kind of i don't know it's it's sad yeah. you think of the younger generation because the younger generation are the ones who were as the older people we were nurturing here they were the sweet innocent children that we've seen grown up and it is yeah. heartbreaking when uh, n- new trends of sinful behavior become apparent. And they know, many of them know, that we didn't have to deal with those kind of things in our days. But we did have to deal with with temptation and things. Yeah. And so sometimes, uh, yeah. Let's go on to the next. He tells a story. Well, story, but... Something that happened to someone he knew. Uh, I've been listening to it, but I didn't see the picture. The, yeah. So Mario and Regina Emmerich, who were very faithful, passed away four days apart due to COVID-19. They, talking to one of their sons, he says, It was so difficult to see my parents depart from this world in that condition but I could clearly clearly feel the hand of the Lord in my life amidst that tragedy because I received strength and peace that transcended my understanding. He was uh, a bishop yeah, at it's the in time. Brazil. Yeah, in Brazil. Lost both of his parents just in four days. How would that, that would be so hard. Yeah, even though the miracle that everyone hoped for did not occur, personally, I am a witness to many other miracles that have occurred in my own life and in the lives of my family members. I think of the many miracles. I know after my brother passed, his wife um, would talk about things that had happened where she could feel the influence of of the Spirit and, and, and him from the other side guiding her and comforting her. One, one thing that happened, I think this might have been before he passed, is... She was just feeling really just overwhelmed. They have a son who has special needs, and he can be really hard. And at the time, I think he was 10 years old. And when she was feeling very burdened and very just overwhelmed, one day she heard him from the living room start singing, Be Still My Soul. And he sang the entire first verse from memory. He just sang it. It was like an answer someone was was giving her comfort. Um, through this, the the voice of this little boy, and other times that maybe the pictures that come up on her little her watch, I guess she has pictures that come up, and it would be this particular picture of him that would come up, and many small things that were miracles that made her know that the Lord was was sending her miracles from the other side, although it wasn't the miracle that she had hoped for. Yeah, it was proof that. He did still know, care, and remember her. So uh, at the end he says, 
He bears a solemn witness that Jesus rose from the dead and he lives. I testify to you that through him and his infinite atonement, the Savior provided us a way to overcome death, both physically and spiritually. He gives such a, I mean, this talk is such an incredible testimony of Jesus Christ. It's it's one that I'm definitely going to need to go over. I think I need to go through, I realized after listening to it several times, I need to take some of the phrases mm-hmm. and study them and come to a better understanding. Because I hear them, but I don't have the understanding that I want. I feel this is a great talk to read when you're feeling, when you're going through something very difficult that you don't understand, where you feel that you need the Savior's comfort. This is a great one to study. And I'm sorry we're not going to be, this is going to, this is a pretty short podcast. Um, Like I said, I'm I'm not feeling my best today and Derek's going out of town this weekend. Uh, His parents are going to be coming and moving with us and so we're getting some stuff ready. And so, um, I'm sorry this has to be short, but we're very grateful to be able to share this with you, and we do urge you to go back and study this, this talk. Yep, and so we'll leave you with this and remind you to follow the prophet. <laughs>